1: Thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. I want to thank you for being a faithful listener and checking us out every week on Afro Vibes Radio. But hey, if you somehow don't get a chance to check us out Thursdays, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Afro Vibes Radio, please don't hesitate to check out our podcast page. That's anchor.fm/hwconnection. That's H W C O N N E C T I O N. Again, check us out on our anchor.fm podcast page. Check out all the shows uploaded there immediately after the show airs on Afro Vibes Radio. Also, if you want to listen to the show live on Afro Vibes Radio, please download the app, AfroVibesRadio.com. You can download it from the, the website or go to your local or favorite, sorry, mobile OS app, be it Android or iPhone. Download the app on your phone today. You can stream the show as well as the awesome afrobeat music collection live on your phone for free again no money down all free all awesomeness do it today again um if you want to reach out to me personally you can always get at me on instagram um my uh name dr barry md d-r-b-a-r-r-y md also you can email me at dr barry health at gmail.com that's dr barry d-r-b-a-r-r-y h-e-a-l-t-h at gmail.com and last but not least facebook is also where we're at posting all the shows as well as other exciting articles check us out at www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss again please uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us we love hearing from listeners any feedback any even sponsorship opportunities because we are um very highly listened podcast always looking for sponsors check us out if you're interested in sponsoring the show and also you can do it on that anchor fm page you can donate become a super sponsor you're gonna get a lot of cool freebies for those people who do sign up so check us out again it's dr barry here. thank you for listening stay tuned for the show hello 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 and welcome guys it's your host dr barry here host of the health and wellness connection podcast what we like to think is the first and foremost source of health and wellness information for those individuals interested in getting, you know, the knowledge <clears throat> to live a healthier and more vivacious life, if you will. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, guys, thanks for joining us today. We have another hopefully exciting episode for you. We have some great topics today. We're talking about a lot of things that are really in the media, but kind of health and wellness is kind of at the forefront of news in general. So. It's kind of funny how the health want one of this show is now pretty much the news. <laughs> that's how it goes, anyways. But anyways, we're in the throes of the coronavirus pandemic <clears throat> summer edition, guys. This is mid June, by the way, just to remind everyone where we're at in the in the calendar year. This is summertime. Normally, we'd be out on the beach, hanging out, maybe barbecuing with friends. You know, planning maybe potentially vacation. Maybe take a road trip somewhere. Maybe flying somewhere exotic. Well, all that's out of the question (laughs) because Corona is here and it's making its presence known. So as we know, Corona has been around for a while now, uh, at least officially known. Some people argue it's been around earlier than was initially thought, which was around December of last year. But now we're kind of in the midst of the, some would say, the first wave kind of in its, you know, more advanced form. The reality is uh, there's about nine. 9.4 million people who have the coronavirus uh, globally. 9.5 million, sorry. Numbers going up here (laughs) since I just looked at it a few minutes ago. 9.5 million people um, globally with the coronavirus. Um, Of course, um, it's believed that 5 million, though, have um, recovered. Sorry, I should say 9.5 million people have contracted the virus. 5.1 million have recovered. And about 484,000 people have succumbed or died due to the virus. Now um, initially we all know the virus started in China uh, made its way you know across parts of Asia and Europe and is now um, fully entrenched in the United States of America United States um, usually um, one of the larger economies of the globe and is usually number one in a lot of stats and uh, figures however it has the ignominy of uh, becoming number one as far as nations infected with corona approximately 2.0 4 million Americans have contracted coronavirus, almost a quarter of the global population of people who have contracted the virus. And of those um, people newly contracting the virus, a lot of those people now are in the south and that's of course um, the southern part of the United States. Um, Now um, some of the big hotspots that we're seeing in the United States this time uh, include um, states like Texas. Florida, uh, Georgia, some of the big um, southern states, and they're getting extra scrutiny this, this time of the year because of the fact that they were also notorious for reopening very, very early. There was very little, kind of, a lot of controversy during the closure that happened earlier. Excuse me, I had to take some water. Many believe that, you know, the coronavirus was kind of like, what you would say, it would say a, uh, a a non-issue, and people thought, well, it's just like the flu, and it's not really real, and all this, and of course, if you were a listener of the Health and Wellness Connection podcast, you would immediately realize that that was nonsense, because we broke down how the virus is very different, and it's very unique, and it's very, very concerning as far as its increased contagiousness and potential long-term effects. We're going to actually do a whole show on the coronavirus itself as far as long-term effects and some of the dangers that are feared by many, you know, clinicians and scientists as far as how people who are suffering from the virus. I mean, it has been reports of people literally having fevers who are, quote-unquote, not extremely ill, but they're ill enough with their spiking temps daily for weeks at a time. And it's a little bit, um, you know, disturbing. We're going to talk more about some of these coronavirus complications, long-term coronavirus. Potential issues and why, you know, there's a concern about getting the virus as far as potential for long term issues. And we're going to talk more about that in another show. But the reality is, the coronavirus is definitely something that we need to be concerned about because, you know, it can cause some issues and can cause increased mortality. So that's obviously something we don't want. <clears throat> so, anyways, the coronavirus, um, like it says, ravaging parts of the South. If you follow my Facebook, www next no sorry www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss post a lot of articles regarding some of the new um infectivity zones um houston in particular um has been um especially hit houston's also um a city that was mildly affected earlier on throughout the coronavirus pandemic but now is really coming into its own (laughs) really establishing itself as hot uh, spot for the coronavirus uh, 5,000 new infections are Being reported daily in the Houston area And uh, many believe that due to The uh, lax um, Regulations that were you know, Instituted after, especially with the Early reopening calendar Which was again partially um, <clears throat> Attributed to the governor of the state Of Texas, Greg Abbott Who was also a fan of President Trump and wanted to make sure that <clears throat> The economy was open as early as possible To help reduce any Potential of further damage to the economy. And that's really been the crux of this whole controversy here in America. Um, the certain group of people who feel the virus is going to kill everyone, or is going to infect everyone, I should say, and that <clears throat> instead of shutting down the economy, which will cause more damage than the virus, um, we should leave the economy open, let people do what they must, and just see if we can handle the brunt of the virus infections. Now, while I'm a a believer in the fact that the virus is something that we're going to have to deal with, the reality is that we need to be smart in how we deal with it. And uh, acting like it doesn't exist is probably not the correct move. And we can see this when we look at the country of Brazil. Brazil is another country that's being hit especially hard by the coronavirus vaccine, partly because the president of, of Brazil, President Bolsonaro, who's actually a big fan of Donald Trump and actually mimics his governing style to uh, the infamous 45 now, while many people who live in America will will immediately (laughs) be concerned, um, unfortunately for the people of Brazil um, it's something that they have to deal with um, and having to really face some of the horrible kind of outcomes of his essentially nonchalant approach to the virus now, President ba- so again, President Bolsonaro has really taken a, a laissez-faire approach to the virus, initially saying the virus was not real and that it was a conspiracy to destroy his government, similar to what Trump was uh, parroting earlier. As a result, he didn't really, you know, promote testing. He kind of ignored the preparations that were recommended by the different health organizations. And as a result, Brazil is now currently being ravaged by the virus. They've had over a million confirmed cases. Over 48,000 deaths from the virus with a death count of about 1,000 per day new deaths every day And about 40 to 50,000 new diagnosed cases. So Very very unfortunate situation going on in Brazil Hopefully with the um, you know local precincts people who are on the ground who are actually Really concerned about the virus and are actually instituting laws and regulations to help reduce some of the virus infections Um, some of that can be reduced but this entire situation has really brought light to the importance of good governance when it comes to managing a pandemic all right guys so that kind of kind of going to lead us to our next topic and that's going to talk about kind of how some of the confusion in america has led to some of the extremely high numbers we're seeing in america currently as far as the coronavirus is concerned many people you know sometimes You know, don't really look at some of the potential ramifications when it comes to health related issues when dealing with um, politics. And that's kind of what I feel has really clouded some of the issue regarding the management of the coronavirus here in America. There was a big controversy and currently still is a controversy regarding mask usage. And mask usage has really turned into the center of the debate when it comes to proper social practices when you know interacting in public you know initially there was a massive shutdown where everyone had to had to essentially stay indoors and businesses were shut down everything was immediately shut down and many people felt that this was the ideal method to keep the virus from spreading um however you know and there's some truth to this is that you know people felt that you couldn't shut down you know indefinitely you have to figure out a way to restart the economy Get people back to work if it's increased Zoom conferences, or <clears throat> forced social distancing, and other techniques like mask wearing, things that could help reduce transmission of the virus. Lo and behold, though, this these recommendations became the source of severe <laughs> political disagreement and arguments. And we're going to actually play a little bit of cl- a small clip. It's going to include some of the. Uh, politics that has resulted as a result of some of these recommendations, especially when it comes to mask usage. If you listen closely to this uh, clip, we're going gonna, gonna to break down some of the con- controversy that's on the political stage regarding Trump's uh, opinions toward the mask usage, Dr. Anthony Fauci's opinion as well, and why there was a lot of confusion regarding mask usage recommendations um, from the CDC, WHO other organizations that typically are a lot more clearer when it comes to, you know, guiding countries and and different entities on how to manage a pandemic. And uh, we're going to kind of expound on this after the clip. So listen close. We're going to check this out. Then we're going to, you know, break it down and kind of really see how we can understand more why this entire debacle regarding the mask um, controversy came about. Listen close. With more and more states experiencing spikes in coronavirus cases and COVID-19 hospitalizations,
0: the debate over wearing face masks is creating a sharp divide among some Americans. In a moment, William Brangham will talk with the doctor about the evidence
1: surrounding masks. But, first, he begins with this report.
2: Even though nearly everyone in the public health community says wearing a mask in crowded places can help slow the spread of this pandemic, for some, masks are an affront.
0: I understand the coronavirus is real.
2: Former Major League Baseball player Aubrey Huff summed up this view.
0: Hell, I would rather die from coronavirus than to live the rest of my life in fear and wearing a damn
2: mask. Every week, social media lights up with videos of people resisting mask requirements. I work for Costco and I'm asking this member to put on a mask because that is our company policy. So either wear the mask. And I'm not doing it because I woke up in a free country. On the flip side, there are numerous stories of people engaging in mask shaming. Like here, where shoppers in a grocery store hound a woman for not wearing one. This fight is also spilling into government.
0: Wearing masks decreases the shed of this virus.
2: In Montgomery, Alabama, after a parade of doctors and nurses testified about the surge of COVID hospitalizations and the need for masks, the city council on Tuesday voted down a face mask requirement.
0: I think this is an overreach government. I think to make somebody do something or require somebody to wear something, Is is overly.
2: But the next day, Montgomery's mayor passed an executive order requiring them. Some governors, like California's Gavin Newsom, require everyone wear masks in public places. But Greg Abbott, the Republican governor of Texas, has banned cities and counties from fining residents who refuse to wear them.
0: All of us have a collective responsibility to educate the public that wearing a mask is the best thing to do. Putting people in jail, however, is the
2: wrong approach. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the World Health Organization both now recommend people wear cloth masks as a proven prevention strategy. But that wasn't always their recommendation, and that reversal has added to people's suspicion. Dr. Anthony Fauci recently tried to explain that change, saying officials were worried about early mask shortages for healthcare workers.
0: We wanted to make sure that the people, namely the healthcare workers, Who were brave enough to put themselves in a harm way. We did not want them to be without the equipment that they needed.
2: President Trump this week suggested some people choose to wear masks not for protection, but to signal they don't like him. And with rare exception, and against the advice of his own officials, the president has repeatedly refused to wear a mask in public. Across the country, many of his supporters are following his lead.
1: All right, so there's a lot to unpack there, and we're gonna do so right after the break, guys. It's Dr. Barry with the Health and Wellness Connection podcast, the radio show. Check us out Thursdays, 4 p.m. on Afro Vibes Radio. We'll see you after the break. Hello, 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 guys, and welcome back to the show. It's your host, Dr. Barry here. We're talking about the Coronavirus Summer Wave Edition, guys. Um, it's really kind of crazy how the coronavirus has really spiked up again in the summer. Even though people say this is really the first wave that's kind of, you know, moving its way on through the globe here, like we said earlier, it's kind of, you know, started off in China, moved toward Europe, now it's reached the Americas, and that's really doing a number, especially on North America and South America, actually, um, and we talked talking about the numbers in Texas and Georgia and so forth but really you know it's all really starting to come down to management and how you know the coronavirus was really handled by the various governments around the globe one thing we're seeing is that governments that were organized that had approached having a plan um tend to have did to do pretty well during this whole pandemic great example of this is south korea uh, south korea korea a nation of 51 million um, had a very organized approach toward the uh, coronavirus. They were also one of the early countries that were exposed because since they're very close to China, uh, many uh, Chinese uh, citizens had traveled and reached Korea. And before you know it, they had a pretty initial uh, uh, wave of patients that hit them. But they were uh, very quick to respond, um, quickly shutting down borders, mandating masks, ensuring that uh, people who were having symptoms were quickly tested rapid high levels of testing were done on, 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 a, on a nationwide level and it was really just an admirable admirable response. Um, as a result, South um, Korea f- was barely affected by the overall um, um, overall pandemic with only about 12,500 cases and about 10,000 sorry about 10,000 recovered 200 deaths so excellent numbers uh, for of 50 million that's pretty admirable. Now we go back to the American situation. Like we talked about in the previous clip, um, <clears throat> issues of to getting folks to do things regarding following the directives has, has been a challenge. As you can see, many people took special umbrage with the whole concept of being mandated to wear masks. You see the clip, um, the, the gentleman mentioned how he would rather die of coronavirus before he would be forced to wear a mask because it would be so oppressive, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but he made it clear that he would rather risk death by the coronavirus uh, as opposed to being forced to wear a mask. And, you know, it sounds ridiculous because at the end of the day, I'm in the ER. So these insane kind of people, by the way, as soon as they get sick, they're gonna be running to the ER demanding every treatment under the sun (laughs) so they won't die, basically. So it's kind of more of a false bravado, if you will. Uh, People here are saying, oh my God, The mask is so oppressive and it's lowering my oxygen levels and it's just so hard to breathe through a mask. I mean, let's be real here, guys. People wear masks in all sorts of occupations and they're not dying left and right. We got surgical teams in the ORs all across the globe, actually, who wear masks because if they don't, they're gonna infect every patient that they're operating on and they're doing just fine. The reality is this. The coronavirus is literally an illness that can decimate your lungs. So if you're worried about breathing being affected because of a mask, how do you think you're gonna feel when your lungs are literally inflamed and full of infection? You're gonna really be having trouble breathing at that point. So let's let's be real here, guys. The mask, while yes, it may slightly obstruct your breathing, it's nowhere near the type of breathing difficulties you're gonna have if you catch the coronavirus and get very sick, which is a real possibility. So. Let's put things in perspective, guys. While the mask is a different you know, way of moving, it's actually something that's become really, really important. And that's really as a result of some new research that has really come on the scene, um, that's really kind of illustrated the critical importance of mask wearing. This is a study actually that came out by a team of researchers led by Texas A&M University professors. So that's just down the road from where I'm at. I'm in Houston, Texas. Texas A&M is based in College Station, just a short stone's throw away from uh, the H Town, as we would say. But either way, um, these guys from Texas A&M they actually really went back and looked at the data. Now, they, when I said the data, they actually looked at all the different um, trends of the infections as they occurred from all over the globe, from China. Looked at how the Chinese responded to the to the infection, what what measures they instituted, and they particularly f- looked at Mask, um, ma- mask usage, and how countries, when they were approached or when they started when they started seeing patients and how they started monitoring mask usage, they looked at the numbers and how the trends went regarding infection. Meaning, after a country, after a city or a state passed the ordinance to man- ensure or mandate mask usage, they then looked at the new infection rates and see how much more infections either were occurring or how how fewer infections were occurring and as a result it was pretty striking once they kind of teased out the data this is what the nerds who like numbers do um, because it's actually very important but it's also very tedious so not everyone can do it but shouts out to the statisticians and everybody out there who's putting these numbers together but either way they found that using a face mask reduced the number of infections by more than 78,000 in Italy so again before the masks were enforced in Italy versus after the masks were enforced. Look, the new infections as, as the trends moved, 78,000 people were not infected because of the mask usage. And that's from only from April 6th to May 9th, so about a one month period. And in a one month period, they looked at New York as far as how they responded, and how masks affected new transmissions. Over 66,000 less new infections due to mask usage. So it's very obvious that mask usage is critical to help reducing transmission. It's believed that um, the best way or the most effective way the virus is transmitted is definitely person to person context, not really close. I know there's theories of if you cough and maybe people, you know, miles away can potentially be affected or if you touch a, a surface and then someone else has surface to get infected. Those are all theoretical risks of transmission. The, re- the most common way is people all up in each other's face, someone has a corona, they're hugging and kissing and doing everything else. Before I know it, that's how they're spreading it. That's clearly the best and easiest, most effective way for the virus to spread. This is the reason why social distancing and mask wearing can be extremely effective in reducing the transmission. That's the key. Now, if you're sick, you need to be in the freaking house. I don't know who's out here running around sick. I actually had a patient one time. I was in the emergency room. We had a patient who was, you know, came in with symptoms, febrile and everything else, tested positive, oh, so okay, so you're coronavirus positive, go home, self-isolate. Tell me why the same patient, the very next day, brought in her boyfriend saying that, I exposed my boyfriend, and he needs to be tested too. I'm like, man, why are you outside? You should be <laughs> isolated, what is going on? Well, I needed to give my boyfriend a ride. Okay, tell your boyfriend to Uber, you need to be indoors. Like, this is ridiculous, guys. When we say self-isolate, that means literally that self isolate. If this is, see, if this was China, they're like literally <laughs> welding people's doors shut. You know, they're, they're, they're like gluing, you know, I mean, they're doing ridiculous measures to make people self isolate. And while, you know, we would like to believe in America that, you know, there's a sense of liberty here, you're not, you know, allowed to jail people in their homes, you know, but unfortunately, you know, it may have to come down to that because as you can tell by that previous clip, Americans are a special bunch when it comes to, you know, following orders. So, It's unfortunate, but the reality is people need to take the measures seriously. Not enough people are. Um, It's actually uh, at least another funny story is that recently I posted on my Facebook regarding some of the uh, concerns regarding the surge in the sick patients out here. As I told you before, I'm an emergency room physician here in Houston, Texas, and we are seeing a particularly strong surge in new COVID-19 patients. Um, ICUs in the Houston area are approximately 95 percent full and they're actually looking at expanding to get more beds available as well as opening critical care beds in children's hospitals because there are not enough hospital beds in the adult hospital icu so it's pretty serious out here in houston texas guys um definitely um be very cautious if you're moving about because the coronavirus is definitely on the move and um, the funny thing is, during the uh, the update, I put I'll let people know, look, guys, uh, there are people who are getting sick with coronavirus here in Houston. Please be vigilant. Uh, try not to, uh, you know, be in people's faces. Wear masks, so forth, yada yada yada. There was a lot of strong feedback from people who were concerned that um, they didn't hear such information, and you know, I may be kind of, you know, exaggerating the issue, and uh, maybe even, you know, promoting a fearful kind of. Uh, you know, a message and people, some people were getting, you know, a little offended even. So, you know, and that was kind of a little concerning because it feels like there's a strong narrative out there that's, you know, telling people to not take it seriously and that it's just the flu and that we just need to just, everyone gets sick and we'll be fine. While, you know, the concern that, yes, it's something that will probably infect a lot of people just because it's so contagious. The unfortunate reality is that this virus has been known to cause more complications a lot of other infectious organisms. And these complications are what are causing our hospitals to fill up a lot more faster than we would like. If you look on my uh, on the webpage for the, the, the um, podcast, www.facebook.com backslash, backslash next level weight loss on Facebook, there's an interesting graphic that we posted where it talks about the way coronavirus has kind of raged throughout the year just quickly surpassing all other forms of death so far. Um, it's really aggressive as far as how the coronavirus is causing so many deaths that it's actually supplanting some of the traditional causes of death of humans, um, like violence and coron- coronary heart disease and other ailments. So, um, the coronavirus definitely is real, guys, so please you know, be vigilant and uh, please be wary of some of the potential false information out there that is trying to downplay The seriousness of this virus. So guys, in a nutshell, mask usage is so important Um, for now, especially when we're trying to get back into the swing of things in the economy and get people back to work. Um, You know, we're trying to make sure, make sure businesses are doing what they're supposed to do Um, as far as keeping people socially distant. Uh, There were a couple bars that were recently had their license to sell alcohol seized because they were actually letting people just come in and crowd around and, you know, completely ignore all rules and no mask and social distance was kind of a, a, a afterthought. And they were actually shut down. And that's something that's probably gonna have to happen because of, you know, people's refusal to, you know, try to at least respect some of those <laughs> recommendations. Um, <clears throat> so ultimately, um, you know, another thing too that that's been an issue um, has been, you know, Trump's approach, I guess, toward the whole PPE issue. Uh, we all know that Trump, Um, As someone that has kind of refused to wear a mask and kind of felt that the mask is somehow a sign of weakness, I think. I'm not sure, but it's really kind of clear that he's not a fan of masks. And this is actually funny because he went to a mask factory one time, um, I think a month ago or so, just kind of promoting increased mask production by, uh, you know, United States based factories. But he actually refused to wear a mask in the mask factory. So he actually was in the mask factory without a mask in the area that's considered, I guess, sterile, if you will, and was talking. And said he had to destroy. And so the factory had to destroy all the masks that he exposed, which is a, a large number. So, I mean, it's just kind of, kind of, really sad, actually. I'm just gonna be honest: <laughs> how the president of uh, our our country is really not concerned about, you know, the keeping a consistent message out there as far as proper rules that people need to be doing to help reduce transmission of the virus. So, um, I think there also was a a brief uh, um, part of that clip we played that, you know, some people believe that the mask usage is somehow shows that you're kind of you know, uh, you know, mad at Trump, or it's a way of showing your distaste of Trump. And that to me is really unfortunate. How how did a mask now become some sort of a political statement? This is literally designed to keep us from getting sick from the coronavirus. And if you're definitely sick, to keep you from spreading it to others. Now, of course, it's not a foolproof method that it's going to keep you completely free of illness. No, it's just an increased barrier that will help reduce your risk of infection. No one's saying it's a cure-all, but it can be very effective, as we stated in the in the previous study. It can be very effective in helping reduce the transmission rate of the virus. So, if you're in a crowded place, definitely try to avoid it if you can. But if you just had to go somewhere and it ends up being crowded, so and some as, and you can't really get away from others, do your best to make sure your mask is on. Uh, make sure you're trying to avoid the situations as much as you can, and try to you know take those precautions very seriously because. The key is with the coronavirus, we won't really know the long-term effects of this virus until you know time passes and we're seeing how patients you know respond to it. Now, the great thing is most people seemingly do well, meaning that they get uh, some mild symptoms or even no symptoms. They may shed the virus and then they recover, and then they test negative, and then they you know appear to be normal. Sometimes, though, sometimes there are complications that can last for long periods of time. And we're going to talk about these complications in a future show. And it really deserves its own show. It's very kind of interesting what we're seeing in some of these um, coronavirus patients. But ultimately, guys, you know, like we say earlier, stay healthy, drink your water, hydrate, multivitamins, green yeah. leafy vegetables. Take those, you know, supplements. Just do what you got to do to, you know, stay healthy. Of course, exercise very important. And just say, uh, you know, do what you got to do to, uh, stay ahead of the game guys so either way um, this is Dr. Barry signing out we kind of went over but hopefully it was something that you guys uh, were able to appreciate next week we have more fire for you again it's Dr. Barry with the Health of Wands Connection peace
0: Thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast and radio show. For more information on ways to get healthy, please check us out. www.anchor.fm forward slash HW Connection. Here you can re-listen to the show, check out older shows, and even further support the show by becoming a subscriber to the podcast. Please check us out today. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash HW Connection. And also, don't forget to follow Dr. Barry on Instagram at drbarrymd. Until next time, stay healthy.